successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get out of Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening to 980 AM. And if you're joining me on iTunes today, I greatly appreciate it via podcast or at our website, GrillNationShow.com. You can find all of our information about our show as well as our uh, social media information and all of our ex- old shows and photos of our guests at GrillNationShow.com. I want to thank our title sponsors and contributors of the Grill Nation Show as we get started here today. Uh, the title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the Grill Nation Show include KCADC, the Kansas City Area Development Council, and Tim Cowden. Port KC and John Stevens and Brian Sarr from True Wealth and Company. He's a guest host and honor contributor to the Grill Nation show. His website is retirewithtrue.com, making um, work optional. Brian Sarf is joining me today. He's guest hosting the show each and every month. He brings on a very cool and exceptional Kansas City area related guest who has done really well in their business career. And always, uh, we always shine a light on some exciting things they are doing as well. So I'd like to welcome Brian Sarf to the show today to introduce our guest for uh, Grill Nation. Good morning, Jason. Good What's morning. up, buddy? How are you? I'm glad the weather turned and we can go play some golf. <laughs> no, it changes everything when it's 70 and sunny, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I went to Top Golf last week and I tried the Mahomes Challenge. Oh, you did? You know, where uh, Kenny at my office was feeding the balls as quick as he could out of there. And you oh, got to yeah. hit the ball while it's rolling. Yeah. And it's seven. I hit 74 in a row and I had to stop because my arms went numb. And then I woke up the next two days with back pain. <laughs> Got a little too over ambitious to get out there. You sometimes know? golf can't actually give you pain. I, I've played too, and man, yeah. my back hurts a lot when I play. But it's good to be back out, man. It's good to oh, it it's is. good to have, good to have uh, May here in spring, and uh, and you know there's so many people out and about. It's great here in Kansas City. Oh, I love it, and the potholes are filled up. And they finally I noticed the uh, the potholes here at Intercom. They went out there to swallow a small car, and it finally got filled up with some asphalt. You know, and we can actually drive normally. You know, right? That's that's what we need. I mean, just basic pothole service right here in Kansas. Yeah, Mayor City. Sly James got to be happy. He's not getting, he's not getting hit up on his Twitter account for uh, all the potholes. You know, totally. It was bad. It was bad for a while, oh, especially terrible. where I live. It was like a uh, it was like a uh, Mario Kart or one of those one of those games we grew up with. So, anyways, um, yeah, I want to I want to introduce uh, Vince O'Halloran. Uh, he's nice. in, he's a proactive and awesome insurance agent with American Family Insurance. Um, his uh, practice is out in Overland Park in Olathe. Um, he's known for his client retention and growth in his office and the attention that they just go out of their way to serve their clients and give back to their community. And he's been growing at quite a clip the last five years. I uh, wanted to get him in here to talk about his success. You know, he's the youngest of nine wow. in a uh, Catholic family here in town. Uh, and so we welcome Mr. Vince O'Halloran, the the baby of the O'Halloran clan, from what I understand from your brother Brian. That's correct. Yeah. Josh. So good to have you here today, buddy. Uh, uh, glad to be here, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, we just want to hear about your story and and growing up in that. Um, so, your when when did your parents move here to Kansas City? 
they have been lifetime Kansas City residents. Wow. And they met at the uh, Irish American dance. I couldn't. I should know the year, but I don't. Um, but they met, and the rest was was history. Yeah, right. Nine nine kids later. <laughs> <laughs> Youngest though. That's that's quite a. Uh, well, I know, you know. that um, you know nine kids, but you know the doctors. If you look at your dad, right? The doctors told your dad that. You know, he might have one kid, and that would be it. So, talk about uh, talk about his uh, struggle that that he went through, and and the amazement of having nine children. Well, it's a heck of a story, and 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 nine kids live by by the philosophies that mom and dad gave us. So, when dad was twenty two, he's walking up the hill in Texas um, when he was in the Air Force and training, and he couldn't walk up the hill. They took him to the hospital, and he was diagnosed with polio, wow. and um, it was a full blown polio. And, um, um, they released him from the hospital about a year later. Uh, he was in an iron lung for about a year. That's how they treated polio back then. That's crazy. And, um, he said that when the doctors sent him out of the hospital, they said, you know, enjoy what life you do have. Cause you will have a, a short life from the polio. And, um, knowing daddy, you know, he looked at him and that, that, that tough Irish grit, he said up yours, I'm going to have a great life. Mm. And dad went on to. Have nine children, and uh, he outlived all of his siblings by at least fifteen years. And I would tell you that that what kept him going um, as his body failed was he loved my mother so much he couldn't imagine being without her, dead or alive. It was it's an amazing love story. It's fantastic. He wanted to live your life by, and I'm sure that it's affected you and all your brothers and sisters. I mean, I just see the love your mom has. The couple of times I've had the opportunity to meet her. I mean, she's an amazing woman right there. <laughs> she kind of has an aura, you know. She she's just a, a woman of love and um, a servant warrior to everyone around her. It, it's a it, and, and it's a, it's good to see my my children uh, see that, and embrace it. it. It's 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 important. It's a big part. I of I like our, that servant warrior. Yeah, you can yeah. tell this guy went to a Jesuit school. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go to high school and grow um, up? Well, it's it's funny. So all the all the boys went to Rockers, mm-hmm. six boys, and all the girls went to O'Hara. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. All, all the family here in town. Uh, six of us are here in town, and three are spread out uh, in the East Coast and down South. How many grandbabies for for mom and dad? I've lost count, but I think there's like sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the apple of her eye, right? <laughs> yeah, gets absolutely. her out of bed, keeps her going, and Abs- running to keep keep track of everybody. Absolutely. Um, you know, and uh, as we look at, at your life on and growing up here in Kansas City, at what point was it through your education? I know you went to Mizzou. Uh, we're two, three fellow Mizzou yeah. grads here in the office. Not too often in Kansas City you get three Mizzou grads behind the microphone. So <laughs> we get our the, chance this, to spin Mizzou in, for a moment while. of time. And in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, what was it that, that moved you to, to get into the fascinating and exciting career of auto and home and life insurance? Well, that's quite funny. So I don't think that anybody uh, grows up or wakes up in the morning and says, I I think I want to be an insurance agent. <laughs> I know there's not too many of them out there. So I'm sure you put that in your kindergarten. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was paper. right there. Yeah, it was in the yearbook. Yeah. I saw it. So I graduated from Mizzou and I uh, was looking for a job. So I was applying to be a social worker of all things. Um, and luckily they, they told me no and that they weren't hiring and uh, they put me out for a while. So I made a list of things I wanted to do. And my dad always encouraged me that, 
that I would be great in sales. And he always encouraged and always had positive comments. So um, the first person I thought of was my insurance agent, Bill Taylor, in South Kansas City. And so I just randomly picked up the phone and called him, and uh, he made a spot for me. And I said, what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst what you, thing you, that can happen? If, I don't, if I'm not good at this, let me go or I'll quit. And I was there probably a couple months, and I soon found that people are my passion, helping people, guiding people, and it, it has become one of the most gratifying careers I could have ever hoped for. You've been doing this your whole career? Correct. I graduated, so total of about 25 years. Wow. We're going to get into that more after the break. Uh, lots to talk about. Uh, Brian Sarf is our guest host and on-air contributor from retirewithtrue.com, True Wealth and Company. Check him out. Uh, he comes on each and every month, brings on an exceptional guest. And uh, today we have Vince O'Halloran. Uh, exciting story. 25 years in any business is a long time. So we're going to be back after the break. Uh, you're listening to The Grill Nation Show, and we appreciate you joining us on 980 AM and on iTunes or podcast. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast and at my website, grillnationshow.com. Again, joined today by Brian Sarf from True Wealth and Company, retirewithtrue.com. Brian uh, is a guest host and honor contributor. He joins me each and every month. Uh, we have Vince O'Halloran with us. And Vince, what is your website so we can make sure people can visit you? Uh, American Family ins- uh, Insurance. Uh, Vince O'Halloran Agency. Uh, just just Google that. That's how I found you. Yeah, it's easy to do, right? And Brian, we want to mention too that we like to play golf here on the. Uh, well, we like to play golf, and we, like we haven't golf. had a golf show yet. Uh, but we need to have one of those one day. But uh, Leewood Country Club, we'd like to play golf with some of the listeners. Maybe four to five of them at some point here in the yeah, next just, few weeks. Let's say the the first five that uh, call in or email in to yeah Jason Grill uh, to... at gmail dot com. So, just send me an email or reach out to me on social. We'll post stuff about this on our social media channels as well. LinkedIn. Facebook, uh, Twitter, first four or five people that uh, respond and want to play golf at Leewood Country Club, we'd love to uh, have you come out and join us. Yeah, let's go have some fun. I mean, it's golf season. <laughs> yeah. Get the clubs out. Let's dust them off. Let's go have some fun. I'm a terrible golfer, but I, ha- I love to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, we'll get out there and enjoy the course. Build some relationships, have some fun, and uh, yes. maybe have a beer. Who knows? Uh, uh, be a good time. <laughs> guarantee you're going to have a beer out there. Take us off so, here, Brian, with well, Vince. So one thing about Vince that I, I forgot to bring up in the opening, that nine kids... And all of them attended the University of Missouri. Everybody went to Mizzou. All, all nine of us. It was um, it was one of those things where you, when you're the youngest, you you watch all your siblings because they're they're great leaders. Um, when you're not wrestling with them and fighting with them, they're they're fantastic leaders. And for me, it was just natural that I followed along uh, on, in the great family tradition of Mizzou, and 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 we graduated with um, and we set a record for the largest family at that time. Yeah, I have That's to believe awesome. that was a record. I've never, I've literally never heard anyone so, tell me every brother or sister went to the same college. So did they get the ninth one free is what I want to know. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But I'll tell you, we're putting one through K-State now, and um, it was a lot cheaper back then than it is now. now you have three kids. You have a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Yes. Miss Holly. Miss Holly. 
Yeah, that's so, a lot, lot of time difference between the nineteen and eighteen year old. Yeah, that's, so for all you wondering, it, it, the last one was planned. Um, <laughs> I, I, I met um, my amazing wife, and and um, our goal was was to definitely have more children, and we were blessed with Holly, and um, she keeps me young, and um, I have a great life with her. I never miss an opportunity to love on her, and. We, we go swimming a lot and um, took her to Disneyland or we Disney just, World. We just got back from Disney World. Yeah. And um, what'd you like most about your trip to Disney World? Just the look in her eyes. I mean, we've been there before and, and we were, we we're in Magic Kingdom for two and a half days, you know. So it's all about the kids. There's no fun rides or anything like that. But just watch their face as they're experiencing watch, yeah, the wonderment there. And my wife and I gave her a, 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 a an A. For her behavior at four, that's that's saying a lot because she's grown in to be a kindergartner later this year. But um, it's just the amazement of kids, and and, and it keeps you young. I, I, that's one thing about Holly. Um, yeah, they don't stop moving. They don't stop moving, and and by golly, uh, she gave me a reason to to uh, get up and go to the gym a couple times a week <laughs> so I could stay relevant to her because when uh, she goes off to when she finishes college, I retire the next year. It's fantastic. Well, I got to stay relevant. That's right. You make work optional. Yeah. Yeah. Make work I optional. know a guy that can help you with that. I'm working on it. It's Brian Sarf, True Wealth and Company. All right. So let's talk about business. Let's talk about your business success that you've had. And, you know, I hear that, you know, everybody always tells you, believe in yourself and don't give up. And that's all good and well. But, you know, it's, um, you, you have to learn how to apply that advice in your life and, it's hard to learn how to apply it until you hear it from somebody else. So talk about some of the hurdles that you faced personally and how you overcame them in, in your business uh, with American family. Gotcha. So hurdles, um, I'd say failure. There was a lot of failure and, um, I'm what kind of failure. Well, um, I, I'd tell you that, that one of the things that built my character was my father who believed you never give up and you always believe he always believed he was going to be healed from his polio. And that was the fabric of, of who he was. Um, the, the failure that, that taught me the most was I wanted to go to Rockhurst high school, but my grades were terrible. And they sent me the letter and said, no, no, you are not accepted to the school. And I didn't take that. Um, I started fighting, went to the make the principal and um, I went to summer school all summer so I could get into Rockers. Graduated from Rockers, had good grades. I wanted to go to Mizzou, like all of my eight siblings. And and I'm being a little vulnerable, but this is this is what these are the stories I tell my daughters of of what makes you who you are, makes you tick. And so Mizzou sent me the same letter. They said you don't qualify to go to Mizzou. So I rolled up my sleeves. I said I'm not taking no, and I'm going to graduate from Mizzou. So I went and did community college for a year, transferred to Mizzou, and graduated with good grades from Mizzou. And so I, I tell that those stories because failure is teaches you that you always have to get back up and keep pushing. And, mm-hmm. and, a, and a lack of that makes a really boring and kind of sad life. So there's a lot of failure um, in life that, that always makes you better. And, and I'll continue to do that through life. I, I can guarantee it. Talk about some of your stumbles and failures as a, as an insurance agent, a build or, or being a business owner, if you will, and growing your business. Uh, the way that you've successfully grown it over, you know, the past 25 years. You know, the most powerful thing that you have is, is right between your ears, um, is your mind. And your mind dictates um, the success 
that you will have. You know, do you choose to be successful? And, and, and I believe that's, that's a choice that you have to, um, to put on every day and you get up to bed and you keep on pushing when, even when things get tough. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I like that you told the story about Rockhurst and Mizzou because <laughs> it's got to be hard to like not get into Rockhurst or Mizzou when everyone in your family goes there, it right? Was, I mean, and then too, humbling. like for them to say no, I, I, I mean, yeah, that definitely, and you, you overcame that. And, and then obviously you told us the story about your, your career, how you kind of fell into this and how it happened and to be sticking with it for so many years and to be successful is a big deal. You, you know, I'll take a page from mom. She said, you're not going to, you're not going to accept that. Are you? You get up and you keep, you go figure out a, a solution and I'll never forget that. So you get I, that from I, your dad too. With yeah. The polio. Yeah. Yeah. What he did. So you just, and it's a great family and my siblings and mom and dad have really have taught me a host of you always per, uh, persevere and you always give your best. Well, it's great to have that support network. Yeah. There's someone to talk to that you can be open with that will keep pushing you to do more, to do better. Because you only fail when you quit trying is something that my dad, you know, really embedded in me as a young kid that you, you only fail when you quit trying. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep, you got to keep running. Um, so, you know, besides your, your mom and your dad, um, who has most impacted who you are today as a business owner? Uh, well, Dad, of course, number one, um, of always believe in yourself and always give your best. I've had a few mentors along the way in, in the in the form of um, sales managers. Um, you know, you you always need that light that lighthouse, and you're just lucky enough in life to have a few people that believe in you more than sometimes you believe in yourself. And I was lucky enough to have two of those people. Um, one when I started my career, who's still my friend, and we duked it out a couple of times on on on, on issues, and and he stood up for me at my wedding, and um, so that, that's the impact he had. And then another one who I met, uh, my current sales manager uh, mentor um, of about five years ago, who who believed in me and and has helped me achieve great heights. Yes, you've been uh, you've been running a pretty successful little business, pretty quietly, but uh, <laughs> but you're a beacon. Uh, you know, quietly in the community, but a beacon in American family that, you know, they've had a lot of people poking around your office, seeing what you're doing. What's the secret sauce? Uh, so they can take that recipe to <clears throat> other offices and help other agents create, you know, that, that, that culture and that, that, that success that you've created. We made a decision that, and I brought it before the team that we just wanted to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do our job and, and, and we follow a lot of systems and protocols, but we wanted to change it. Um, something about growing a little bit older and watching your kids grow up. Um, I wanted something different. However, I would never leave this career because I love working with people, but we wanted to change it up a little bit and make it fun again. And, and that's what we were able to do. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Just just tell us, give us an over uh, an elevator pitch, a, uh, a flyover on what you do each and every day. And, and, in your business, because a lot of people get confused when we're talking about insurance and, and what you do and, and what you sell and how you help people. It's best put by a, a buddy of mine was retiring an, an agent. Um, he'd been doing this, for, I think 40 years and I'll never forget what he told me. He said, at the end of the day, insurance agents are kind of like counselors. We just help people through the day and, and help them solve prop we're problem solvers we can show up with a checkbook when the house burns down. We can, we can show up with life insurance. Um, but, but more than anything else, you listen to people and you just solve problems. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how I've coached my people is you, you got to listen and find out what the root cause is and then just guide them through it. It's got to be their, it's got to be their idea, but sometimes you, they just need a little bit of help and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How, how many clients do you serve out of, out of your offices? We're, we're, we're right about 6,300 um, as of this month. 6,300 families that you are proactively looking over their auto. That's a, that's a auto pretty and- big town, actually. I mean, geez, <laughs> you should be the mayor of somewhere. 6,300 people. Yeah, he's the mayor when of Vince When this. you said that, I, I was I about lost my breath, man. That's a lot of people you help out. It's a lot of clients. That's Ugh. families, yeah. That's uh, that's fantastic. And, and what does it mean to you to serve that many families uh, in Johnson County? It, it's 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 humbling. <clears throat> Um, you go through a lot of um, emotions with these people. You know, you go, suddenly you go to the baptisms when they have children. <laughs> you go to, uh, you know, the, you watch the kids grow up, you go to their weddings. Mm-hmm. I'm old enough, I get to see that now. I'm not 50 yet, but later this Getting year. Getting close. <laughs> a couple months. Hey, um, and we're going to have to go to break here in a second, but I want to continue with that story, and, and we'll go through that here. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show. Vince O'Halloran and Brian Sarf are with me today. I got that. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM and on iTunes and podcast or on our website, grillnationshow.com. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill or on any social media. Just search for my name. Uh, I want to mention that Brian Sarf is with us today. He's a uh, contributor to the Grill Nation show, joins us each and every month, does a really good job guest coasting, contributing, and always brings on a great guest. also want to mention that we are trying to play some golf here soon at Leewood Country Club. Uh, I will uh, post up some uh, messages. We'd love four to five people to join us at some point. If you're listening, email me, connect with me, Jason Grill at Gmail or on social media. We're going to get out there here in the next month and, uh, we'd love for some folks to join us. And it doesn't matter what your handicap is. We just want to have some fun out on the golf course. Can't be any worse than mine. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. Vince O'Halloran is with us. Brian is going to lead us off here on our third segment. Hope you're enjoying the show. So Vince, uh, before we get into your business growth and that, I know you love to barbecue, and you and Tiffany, you know, you have converted your garage into something that is. It's. It's. I'm jealous of it. I'll just have to be frank. You know, I mean, you have a you have a a, a tiki bar that's on wheels that you kind of roll out. You know, you pull the cars out of the garage. You got the tiki bar in there. You've got a little kitchen at it. You know, that's built in with uh with a little cooktop, and you've got your your sink in there. You've got like a convenience store fridge where all the beers, you know, rotate to the front and you, know, you flip the light on when you guys are out there. Uh, I mean, you just entertain the whole summer out of your garage. I, I got really lucky, Brian. I have a really cool wife that thought it was a good idea. Tiffany's awesome. <laughs> so Yeah, she's the light of my life. And, um, it, it, you know, it was fun. It, it started off with there's a lot of kids in our cul-de-sac mm-hmm. and, you know, and it, they just kind of would cycle through and whoever's house they were at at lunch, you feed them. <laughs> that was that simple. If they were there at dinner, well, you threw a plate out for them. Yes. And so our house kind of became the magnet for the parents would have a cold beverage and, and the kids would, would, would eat whatever we just cooked. And so it, it kind of evolved from there. And, and um, then we wanted to watch the football game. So there's a TV out there. And well, I know you love to cook. 
and love to barbecue. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite meat to to barbecue or smoke and prepare? Brisket um, with the burn ends is absolutely my favorite, and um, I burned a lot of a lot of beef getting there, and <laughs> and uh, I took a lot of notes and I had a lot of friends help me, but. Brisket's absolutely our favorite, and we've just learned to be really good at, at that. That's I got to see photos of this place. <laughs> yeah, I'll show your phone after the show. It's amazing. <laughs> see the tiki bar. I mean, they have a, they have a wooden picnic table that they pull out of the garage for the kids to hang out and sit on. You know, <laughs> oh nice. Um, you have a hammock that I saw out there last time I was over. I mean, what else can't you have? I love it. You just go by, you see the light on, and just come hang out at Vince's house. It's like cheers. <laughs> That's right. If the door's That's down. Right. Don't come around. Otherwise, come on in. So I want to talk through one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is that you've had some great success in your in your business and and in the American family world you have a lot of other agents that are in town and you had a uh, you had a desire to grow your practice and to expand your practice you know you already had great success what drove you to want to do more to grow your practice and to really start taking it to that next level Brian, there was a couple of things that, that happened. Um, you know, the younger generation, they're finding that they, they don't stick to the job. The, the, a career job like insurance, uh, it, it has to be a career job because you make way too little in the beginning. And, and as time goes, you can grow it and, and you can make a good living. And what's really interesting trend is, is they're not sticking with um, these younger folks are, are, aren't at a spot where they want a long career. So that opened up opportunities um, with corporate, and they came back and they said, "Who who's the best person to fill these opening baby boomers who are leaving? Mm-hmm. And in next couple of years, there's going to be a lot of retirement. So, so you it, had a lot of baby boomers that are like obviously getting their retirement age in the American family. Yeah. And the traditional path was they would they would bring in young kids out of college that would come and kind of work in their shadow for a while, eventually take over the practice. Yes. Continue serving the clients and they'd build their own clientele. Uh, but you're just not having enough of the millennials that are coming out wanting to make this a career path. So they started looking internal at American family and instead of having more offices was kind of having a trend of, of, of fewer offices. Correct. Correct. So um, it, it opened up opportunities and really stimulated us to really grow ourselves, um, go back and build our business acumen. I hired a business coach. Uh, that, that Brian Sean Kincaid, to. he's awesome. Oh, great Wonderful. business coach. He, he has been on the show many times. Yeah, and has, has supported the show. He's a good dude. And he then, is. Wow. Now we have another person. Yeah. We have Sean Kincaid's a badass of business <laughs> consulting. If you're having problems, seriously, if you're having issues, you're having a stump, you want to get to the next level, you can't get through some barrier, you call Sean Kincaid, go to his business book clubs and listen to him. Uh, he's fabulous. He's worked with me. He's worked with Vince, a lot of other people in town, but I can't say enough great things about Sean. I, I even started sending um, my top sales person to Sean mm-hmm. to mentor and, and help him along his path. But it opened up an opportunity that, you know, when those were peeling off and they didn't want a career um, with the same job, it, it came back and stimulated us to go uh, do a shark tank and compete for these agencies that are opening up. And you had to really go back to school and develop yourself. I remember you and I two years ago came over to my house. We cooked a little steak and we sat around and we talked about your Shark Tank presentation that you here you had, you know, some folks from the home office, some folks that were local that are in town that are looking at a presentation of a lot of agents that had to present why I want to take over, why I should be chosen to take over the next agency. 
And what was it like preparing for that and going through that? It was humbling, you know. So uh, at that point, I was 20 years in, and I, I, I knew what I was doing. I knew how to do it. But did I know how to get to the next level? So it really, I had to learn to be um, humble and vulnerable and go back and learn. And I tell you what, that was the most fun I've had in a long time. And I haven't stopped doing it since then. It's been a, it's been a real fun journey uh, for those who choose to do that. And you knocked it out of the park with your presentation. I remember talking to you just before you went out. I said, don't forget to smile. (laughs) Thanks to your mentorship, right? You got to smile in those situations and have fun and enjoy. And you do, you have a blast in your office and that choice of your office culture to have fun. Um, so as you I've noticed that on your Facebook page, by the way, Vince O'Howard has a Facebook page for his company. I've seen you're wearing some Christmas sports coats. You've, <laughs> you're celebrating Cinco de Mayo. I mean, you guys do have fun at your office. We gotta, do our best. Got to have fun. You have to. So what was it like when you, when you got chosen and you, uh, you bought the other office here in town? What was it like merging their, their office with your office? It, it was, it, it was a journey. So. Um, in order to get there, I had to do, I had to take advice from, from guys like Brian Sarf and Sean Kincaid. Um, and the first thing I had to do was evolve myself and have that, that mindset of change and adaptation. They're good things if, if you allow it. There's a lot of people that are just so scared of that. So the first thing I had to do was replace myself inside the office. I couldn't be the decision maker on everything any longer. I had to learn how to elevate everyone around me and make them decision makers. And they'll laugh and they'll tell you stories about how we did that. But they are just, they're my champions. Um, and I don't miss a chance to give them a compliment. Um, they, they've just, they've come along with this uh, in this journey with my wife and I. So I had to replace myself with great salespeople. Um, I had to hire out accountants to do the book work stuff that I was my weak link. So I had to get everything off my plate so I could, so I could learn how to, I could have free space in my mind to lead and to, and to grow. Um, and then we, we started doing something we had never done before. I'm embarrassed to say we actively planned our goals and how we wanted our future to look like and what do we wanted our office to look like. Um, and of course I mentioned I hired a business coach. That was, that was a wonderful thing. And then most importantly, I learned, um, and I, I took a lot of heat for this from my wife. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, you have to take time to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you want to lead and, and you want to aspire and you want to do all this stuff, um, my mentor calls me Walt Disney and my, and he says my wife is Walt Disney's brother. <laughs> I thought that was a neat comparison. Kind of a compliment, but um, you know, that when, it, when you, when you want to dream and you want to do all that stuff, you have to really work. You have to work, take time to work on yourself. And I'll, I'll tell you this and, and you guys will laugh, but um I take quarterly, I go lock myself in a room and I, I leave my phone, I turn off the internet and I work on goals and planning and I do a dump from my mind, all the stuff that I want to do, checklist, <clears throat> my checklist have checklists. And, and how long are you in that room locked in there um, by yourself with no, well, that's internet. where it gets funny. So uh, <laughs> usually involves cigar, <laughs> that's cigar, my reward, scotch, you know, that's, a couple of days. That's the reward. So. Um, my, my earlier mentor said, you know, go get a hotel room uh-huh. and lock yourself in there and spend the night. And, um, so uh, ironically, you know, my wife goes, so what, what, what do you do in the hotel room and why are you there? <laughs> so, yeah, right. so she's learned that 
when I, that she, now she encourages me to do it, of course, and she, cause she sees when I come back, I have a clear mind. Um, my heart is less troubled and, and my goals and, and everything that we're working on it, there, there's a lot more clarity. Um, so I'm going to go back. I'm going to unpack. I apologize to interrupt you, but you've, you've really given some good points that I want to highlight for mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and business owners that are listening, um, out there. And as you're growing your business, that there's a book from Michael Gerber called the E-Myth. And basically, Vince O'Halloran is a living example of hitting a ceiling that Michael Gerber talks about, that you can be the technician of your business, you can be the manager, and you can be the entrepreneur. You cannot be all three. And at some point, you have to realize you have to give up two of the three and figure out which one you want to be. Vince chose the entrepreneurial path and to pass along management and to pass along the technical piece of it to grow the vision of his practice to impact more people and we can talk more about this uh, after we go through the next break. Jason. Very good points uh, by Brian there. Uh, gosh, that book is famous, and that book, those three things are impossible for people to do all by themselves. That's the biggest struggle, I think, for entrepreneurs. And we're going to get more into that after the break. Uh, you're listening to the Grill Nation show here with Brian Sarf, True Wealth and Company, and Vince O'Halloran from O'Halloran and Associates. Thanks for listening to Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or on the website, grillnationshow.com. Again, joined by Brian Sarr from True Wealth and Company. His website is retirewithtrue.com, helping you make work optional. And Vince O'Halloran from O'Halloran Associates, great insurance uh, agency and uh, sales folks here in Kansas City. They can help you out with whatever you need on the insurance end of things. Brian's going to lead us off here as we were talking about some of the life lessons you've learned uh, through starting your business and growing it. Yeah, something I wanted to bring up today as we close out the last segment was you mentioned at the opening um, with your dad of fighting through polio. Um, the There was a life insurance or American family agent that lived behind me my entire life in Cape Girardeau. His name was Howard Aislinger. And Howard had polio, was confined to a wheelchair. Um, you know, his, his, his car was set up that he was able to drive with his hands. We always went to his house to make ice cream. He had a basketball court in, had a swimming pool, and we always hung out with Howard. And you never, ever would hear him complain or crab or moan about not being able to do what his other peers could do. But he coached soccer. He coached basketball. He was a phenomenal, you know, liver of his faith and, and, and has a great family and just continued to give back through his agency and was all, was a real big impact on my life of, if you think you have problems and struggles, you look at Howard. And when you always talk about your dad, I always think about Howard as they had to be so close to the same type of people. Dad didn't believe he had a disability. Yeah, Howard didn't either. Yeah, it's awesome. And how powerful was that to your children? I mean, and, and he, he always in his faith believed and he was vocal that he was going to be healed and that he would walk again. Again, huge inspirations for, for, for a son like me. And I just find it cool that and amazing that in my life, I've had two great people that have been part of my life, both of them with American family. Howard was with me until I went off to college, you know, and then I've, I've known you forever here in Kansas City and just having you part of my life and the stories we share, the struggles, the successes, the conversations we have. 
I uh, really enjoy that, and it's fun to get to introduce you to Jason's listening audience here and our listening audience on KMBZ. Thank you, Brian. Um, so as we talk about your business success, we, we ended up uh, trying to unpack a few of the things you brought up. So we were talking about E-Myth with Michael Gerber. And if you haven't read the book, read it. There's the, there's the E-Myth Revisited. Read it. Go through it. Study it. Um, fantastic. Uh, um, really a fantastic self-help or a business help um, book to get you through the struggles of growing a, a practice because all, all business owners and entrepreneurs hit different ceilings along the way. And, you know, if you can't get through the, that ceiling, you're just a small, you just end up being a small business owner. Very successful can be a very successful small business owner, but the only way you get to that next level is you have to give up two of the three hats that you wear, being the technician, the one that does all the, all the work in the office, the manager that manages the people or the entrepreneur that, that leads the vision. And, um, you don't have to be the entrepreneur to grow the business. You can have somebody else be the visionary. You can do the technical. Um, you can also do the management part of it, but you have to pick which one of the three you want and which one really inspires you and drives you as a business owner to get through that. And you've really, uh, empowered that with yourself and your, in your practice. Um, talk about your office culture. You know, your culture of your office, it, it either it either happens on its own and is created or you create it on purpose. And, you know, you all made a decision to create it on purpose. And talk about why you did that. We did it. It's a good, it's a good story. So um, I realized that employees, uh, my, my sales manager, uh, Eric, came to me and he said, what's the hardest part about your job? Well, this is the hardest thing that you do every day. I go, that's really easy. That's easy. It's employees. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so I learned that, um, I, that I had to clear ha- clean house of people that, that, that were not positive, that didn't, didn't want to be on the bus anymore. You stop the bus, you let them off. Um, and, 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 and they'd come back years later and say, you know, that was the best thing you ever did for me because I was loyal to you, but I just wasn't happy. Um, and so we, we had to clean, clear house. Then we had to very intentionally find the right people mm-hmm. to fill those seats. And from there, how'd you uh, find the right people to fill the seats? Word of mouth. What's your secret? Uh, word of mouth. It was word of mouth. And, and that's how I will continue to hire my, my future team. Um, I went to friends, I went to neighbors and, um, uh, uh then you got to sit them down and you have to have other people in the room mm-hmm. that interview them so you can watch. Oh yeah. I, I got that, that spin where I, I want to sell them on what we do, you know, and that's, that's and so, sometimes right. it's hard too, because you like a lot of the same thing. You have a vision of what you want, but someone else might say, Oh no, we need something different. And you got to have a good balance there. Yeah. And, and then believing in them. And um, so we meet one-on-one once a week um, for 15 minutes. Sometimes it's two minutes. Sometimes it's 15 minutes. Um, and then we meet as a team once a week and we talk about our successes. We talk about what didn't work, but I learned that, that you cannot talk about the negative. You got to always find the positive and everything that they're working on and what they're doing. Cause, cause everyone's given their best. And I, I, I told my team, I said, we spend more time with each other than we spend with our own family for five days a week. <laughs> yeah. I go, how humbling is that? So we have to take care of each other. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, Eyes went from looking at down at the table at the conference table to you know people kind of looking around and and it, it was a journey. It was nothing that happened overnight. But I will tell you that the culture of empowering others, 
and believing in them and, and working on the positives. It has changed, it has changed our agency. And, um, I, I tell other agents, I go, if you can't pass the cringe test, which when you put your hand on the door in the morning to walk into the office, if you're cringing because you don't want to deal with, with personalities or people, I said, maybe you need to make some changes. And, um, but, but yeah, they got to pass the cringe test. So you talked about you're turning 50 this year, a big milestone. I turned 50 next year. Uh, and you kind of think about it here and there. You know, Jason's a youngster. He, I'm turning he 40 a, this year, so he's, he's going to he's going to turn 40. But what are the biggest life lessons that you've learned uh, before you turn 50? Here, what are your biggest life lessons you can share? There's a lot of them, Brian. And, and, and we got two minutes left in the show, so let's knock them um, all out. We want to know all of them. Well, you know, the big ones are slow down and enjoy every day, and and appreciate everyone around you. Um, love and encourage your family daily and love your family with all your heart. Um, we talked about cultivating others um, around you. Um, one of the big things that I've learned is pick a younger person, maybe a college graduate, and take them along on your journey and teach them everything you know. And that's that's been very powerful for me. Um, encourage them. Um, be a servant warrior to each other and, and to your clients. Um, those are some of the big things. And like I said, we got to take care of each other because we, we we see more of each other than our families during the week. And that's so true sometimes. What's it like working with your wife every day at the office? Is How does that work out? I know that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are very successful uh, with their wife in the office, and sometimes it doesn't work out. We saved this to the very end. I don't <laughs> I know. even know about I'm going to set you up, baby. <laughs> um, well, I mean, first of all, I tell you, I, I got really lucky. Um, she's an ace and, um, she's just easy going. So, um, as time went on, the clients would rather talk to her than they'd talk to me and, yeah. and, and we were yin and yang. So she brought all these qualities that I didn't have and I brought the qualities we, we, we tag team. So, and she's patient with me and, and she encourages me. So that, that makes for a great, great relationship. I get that question a lot. She's awesome. So thanks for being here today, Vince. Appreciate it. Vince O'Halloran, thanks for coming on the show today. O'Halloran and Associates, if you need a great insurance company, they can help you out. Check them out. Just Google the name, Vince O'Halloran Associates. And Vince, uh, we appreciate you joining us today on the uh, Grill Nation show. Thanks for having me. Don't forget don't to forget, email. Don't forget. Uh, we're going to play golf, Leewood Country Club. I'll post about it on all my social media. Send me an email to jasongrill at gmail.com and join us. Thank you to Brian Sarr for making the show happen today. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Take care, everybody. Yeah.